Okay, Mana Seminars, module number seven, seven point two, how to build positive strongholds. Okay, we're going to go through our scripture again tonight that we're working on for this uh, series on uh, developing the spirit of a winner, and we're turning to Second Corinthians chapter eight, and we're going to read those scriptures again tonight, and uh, for the next couple of nights together, we'll base it on these few verses. So 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8. I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. And here is my advice about what is best for you in this matter. Last year, you were, in the, you were the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. Now finish the work, so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what he does not have. There's some great things in that scripture, and we're pulling that apart over these four weeks. So it says there in verse 12, if the willingness is there. And, uh, you know, if we want to finish the task, we want to develop this winning spirit. Um, because we do want to be overcomers in this life, don't we? We want to beat the things that have beaten us in the past. And uh, so we, we want to have an attitude that, that, that expects to win, expects to overcome, expects to finish. And to do the things that God has asked us to do. And, and, and the beginning of that is a willingness. You know, I want to do it, Lord. I, I want to be uh, your man. I want to do what you've asked me to do and to excel in the things that you talk about in the word of God. So the willingness is important. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And we're, so we're talking about... A willing mind. And verse 1 and 2 of this, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the, re how? By the renewing of your mind. We need to have a willing mind. Then you will be able to test... Uh, if you've got a renewed mind, you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, so we've got this whole thing of being able to have a, uh, be, be transformed, how? By the renewing of our mind, having a willing mind, having a spirit of a winner. Not expecting to lose. Not expecting just to be mediocre, but excelling in what God has asked us to be. Uh, and so in, in Ephesians chapter 4, we get the same sense of that, Ephesians chapter 4, and it talks about the same sort of thing. And we're looking at verse 22 of Ephesians 4, and it says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Put off your old way of thinking. Yeah? Put off your old self. Uh, uh, put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new, where? In the attitude of your minds. And so there's, the, the, you know, developing the attitude of a winner. 
you know, Jesus was a winner. He finished the task. He says, it is finished. Hallelujah. He's like, and he says, I was just really getting my quiet time this morning. He, he says, that, I, you know, I'm here and I'm to do the will of God and I will finish it. You know, it's that attitude, isn't it? That, that, that's so important to us. When the tough times come, yeah? When the tough times come, man, to have that attitude, I'm going to push through, I need to finish. And, uh, and so it says there, uh, so be made new in the attitude of your mind and put on the new self. That's the new self, not the old self. Uh, that the, the, but believers, the, the believers, we can't do it. But believers, are just it's too hard for me. That the believes, like, oh well, it's okay if I just meander through life. Uh, you know, uh, put off that and put on the new self, created to be like God. That's amazing, isn't it? <clears throat> The new person, the new creature in Christ Jesus, when we put on Christ, hallelujah, you know, we are created, we put, we, the new man is created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So it's possible to, to keep developing in this thing. See, a battle goes on in our minds, doesn't it? Our minds have a whole lot to do with our life. If we think we can, we can. If we think we can't, we can't. That's right. It's just, you know, it's just about like that. And, and so we need to put off, I, I, don't, I, I can't, I can't. I, you know, we've got to get rid of the, 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 the I can'ts and put on the new self in Christ which says I can. I can do all things. Or I can do everything Christ asks me to with the help of his strength and his power. And so it's this renewing of our minds and changing our perspective and our focus of who we are and who we are in Christ, Yes. We can so easily be squeezed into the mindset of our environment. Wow, that is so true. But as Christians, we need to break out of the mindsets of our environment, which sometimes is not all that conducive to a great attitude. You know, uh, and so we, we need, to, we, we need to, to, to develop a winning spirit. If we, if we get squeezed into the mindset of our environment, often we will settle for less than what God intended for us so uh, this is what we need we're talking about so so strongholds strongholds in our minds things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God and we read about this in 2 Corinthians 10 so the weapons we fight with verse 4 of 2 Corinthians 10, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish strongholds. So the spiritual weapons that we have can pull down strongholds, yeah? So what are strongholds? Well, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself, or imagination that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought uh, to make it obedient to Christ. So we have imaginations, we have thoughts, we have arguments, which go to, uh, to develop strongholds in our thinking. And once we start to think a certain way, as you well know, it's pretty hard to break out of that. We tend to go down the same track because we've got this 
strong hold uh, in our hearts and in our minds sitting there that just thinks this way all the time, yeah? And, and all of us have suffered from that at different times. You know, when you come through life, you know, and then when we become Christians, we start to see things different. We start to focus on different things. Hi, Glenn. It's good to see you. Well done. So, so there we go. So a stronghold is developed, um, and I've written it there, but a stronghold develops, starts off with thoughts, how we start to think. So we have thoughts, yes? We start to think about things, and this is how strongholds are built in a negative sense. We need to bring these things, the Bible, we just read it, we need to bring these things into captivity. We need to lasso these before they just keep hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. We just keep thinking about things that are that exalt themselves against what the Bible says. That we start to think differently from what the Word of God teaches us, yeah? So... Uh, uh, we need to bring them into captivity and into obedience with regard to God and what the Bible says about our lives. God has a higher opinion of our abilities and future than we often have. <coughs> you know, God can see further than us. And when we put ourselves down or someone else puts us down, God, that, that's, that's not a God thought. But we pick up these things. We, we start to think about these things. And before long, we have start to have... We start to imagine, we get imaginations, we start to imagine things, <clears throat> we start to think, we start to see pictures in our mind on the basis of our thinking. And before long the, de the devils start to throw stuff in <laughs> and we pick up stuff from, from what we see and from what we hear and we begin to imagine and the the uh, the mind that just is 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 loose imagines the, the worst and not the best. It imagines the ugly and not the beautiful. It imagines the disaster instead of the victory. <laughs> and, and fear begins to come in, and we before long we imagine all sorts of stuff. And we see, oh man, we even when we go to sleep, we, the the pictures keep rolling, you know. <laughs> And our minds are busy, busy, busy with stuff that's exalting it themselves different from what the Bible talks about, yeah? And so we need, you know, they tell us that everything we see, we, 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 we hold in the subconscious. Everything we see, everything we hear over our lifetime. I mean, I can remember things way back, you know, now getting on for 70 years when I was a little kid. The things I saw, the vivid things, I, I can pull those back into my conscious mind. And, 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 and the, the, every so often you, you have an experience like you smell something or you suddenly see something and bang, out of your subconscious comes an experience that you saw 50 years ago or 20 years ago. And, you, and so all the things that we've seen, boy, they accumulate in our minds and we need to bring them into captivity, yeah? Otherwise, they begin... Boy, we start to see, we start to imagine things. And uh, these are emotional attach attachments. These thought pictures have tremendous power and can lead us into great temptation, yes? So we need to get hold of those things. And if we leave those things, not before long, we've, we've got, we've developed arguments in our mind. 
We, we begin to justify the way we're thinking. We begin, to, we, we begin to argue with ourselves the right of this thing. And if anyone else disagrees with it, we start to argue with them as well. But mainly it goes on in our minds. We begin to justify, well, we're just this. This is the slot I'm in. Bang, that's me. See you later. Sorry, there's nothing I can do about it. That's me. And if, these, and if the imagination is strong enough, then we begin to build a philosophy of life around these thoughts. And we need to be transformed by the word of God to, to reprogram our thinking. You see? Otherwise, uh, we, 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 you know, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And it's the word of God that, that changes, that gives us the truth of the matter. So often we have listened to and we have imagined and we now have arguments and philosophies about ourselves that are just not true. But boy, they're real. And they dictate to us in a moment, at different times when we face different things, we easily lose heart. We grow weary. We give up because we've got all these things stacked. <laughs> About and we've lived this way for years, and uh, so uh, there it is: strong thoughts and reasonings, intellectual arguments. These, along with imagination, set themselves up against God's revelation according to the Bible. And so often, if we've had religious experience, um, and we've built up, or we've been into, into false religions of some sort, then we've got the arguments. They've been taught to us. This is what God is like. And, and, and you know, he's a harsh God. And we, we have an imagination that God is going to whack me. You know, if I, and, and God, a stern father. And, 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 and a, you know, we have some religious things. And, and then we come to the word of God and we, and we give our lives to Jesus. And all of a sudden we find, wow, that was not true. God's a loving heavenly father. He's a strong, caring, tough, love, loving father. He cares about us with our failing love. And we have to reprogram because every time we come to the Lord's Prayer, our father, we go, whoa, man, we've got all sorts of experiences and imaginations and thinking and arguments that stop us from having a renewed mind. So we need to think about this. Now, if we leave these three together before long, and over months, years, we begin a stronghold develops. A real fortress of thinking. A fortress of the way we think in our minds, which if it's not according to the word of God, will limit our ability to enter into all that God has for us. Because we've got arguments. We can explain to anyone why we can't win. We can explain to anyone why we're different from everybody else. We can explain that God loves everybody else, but not me. You know, because I've this, 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 and this. And, and before long, we've we got it all sorted. But it's all wrong. And we need to come to the word of God and, and, and allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to begin to renew our minds. And we put on the new man that thinks as God thinks. His name is Jesus, yes? And the Spirit of the Lord can lead us out of these things. 
And a stronghold takes a stronghold. A stronghold holds us strong. And it doesn't want to let go. All right? How does this work? Guys buying a car. You suddenly begin to think, man, I need a new car. <coughs> and you start to think, oh, no, well, I've got to have a new car. Man, mine just, the new model's come out. It's <laughs> got to happen. And, and, and then we see a thing on an advert on TV. It's bargain month. And we see this thing, and we imagine it's got all the, all the bells and all the whistles, and it's 10,000 off this month. And we start to imagine how good that would be to drive that new car, yeah? And so we, 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 we think about it and we imagine, man, it would be great to be, get that and I'll, I'll be right, man. Oh, that would be good. There's nothing wrong with this, but this is how the process works. The next minute, we, we begin to argue, usually with our spouses, <laughs> who can see reason and can see ten, ten reasons why this shouldn't happen. Like my wife when I start talking about buying a boat. <laughs> you ought to build one like Noah. <laughs> <laughs> if you knew my skill in building, you'd never say that. God wouldn't risk it. <laughs> we get to argue, we get to work it out how we can do this, and we've got arguments why this needs to be brought this month. Yes! And we begin to. Build it in, and then we become determined. I'm going to do it. No matter, I can't pay it off, but I'll do it somehow. I can't, or whatever. And, and, we, and we get it all sorted. And, and before long, we're so determined, we go in and buy the jolly thing, yeah? Might be the wrong stroll, Might be the wrong stroll, <laughs> Ladies buying a dress. <laughs> no, it's a, it can be a strong on. Walking along, you think, man... That should be, that'd be just great. I'm out shopping, I'm going down the mall. I've got this, um, to, to where is it, the Botany Downs, or I'm, I'm in Auckland, I'm going, walking down the mall, and what's the new one? That's Sylvia Park. Sylvia Park, oh yes, got Sylvia Park. And you go past the shop and you see it. <laughs> and it's there, you it. And you think, and you pass it by because it's, and then you think, oh, that was pretty good. And you begin to imagine how you would look in that. I can't put a picture of you in a dress though. So there it is, and, and you come back and you, and, you, and you go in, and you find it, and, and, and you think, oh, this is good. And then you look at the price, and you think, oh, man. And then you start to reason. You start to build an argument to justify the purchase of this ridiculously priced garment. Which, when you arrive home with it, your husband or is going to say, what? <laughs> and, and, uh, and so, there it is. And before, you've got a whole lot of reasons why this is absolutely a bargain and why it should be brought. And the next minute, you're out with the visa card, usually your husband's if you've got it, and you <laughs> put it across. And, there, and it, it's, just, it's a process that goes on in our minds that, that is like this. Pornography is like this. Pornography starts out and it's just thoughts and then uh, someone else paints the picture for us and, and we dwell on it. And then it's not, a, it's not a demonic thing. The demons just supply the bricks. You build the stronghold. You know, and before long it, it, it's, 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 uh, it's hard to shake because it's got a stronghold on us. Yeah? 
So it needs to be demolished. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of such strongholds. Poor self-image. You know, like Dave, you know, here he's at school and, and the teacher whom we trust because they're the fountains of all knowledge and we believe them, <laughs> whatever they say is correct. You know, I remember doing a, um, uh, doing a, a, a critique and, uh, of the NCA for another teacher and, and these uh, year 13s had all answered in a similar way but it was so totally wrong. And I said... To the teacher, I can't, I've got to fail all these kids that you've passed. This, this answer is totally wrong. It must be, what did you tell them? And he's told them, well, I said, he said, I, I really didn't know what the answer was. So he said, I, I guess I really just made it up. And I said, but come on. I said, I told you whereabouts in the textbook was this material. And, and you just made this up. And all these kids have got it wrong for their NCA. They now have to repeat the whole thing because this whole question is, is, is nonsense. And you, well, you're going to have to go back because I'm failing them all. And you're going to have to tell them. But you see, we take it. But then the teacher tells us something that, you know, you're a loser. You'll never make it. We've all heard these things from somewhere, somewhere. Or we tell ourselves, we, you know, whatever. You'll never make it. But, but it, it builds in us. A poor self-image begins to develop in us. And we imagine it. We play it out. It's reinforced. In the end, we begin to believe it. And we'll tell you why we can't. Yeah? So that's how it, it works. When the thoughts and imaginations and arguments begin to make more sense to you than what God has called you to be or do, then it's sure a stronghold will be developed. If you're not thinking God's way, then you're beginning what a friend of mine calls stinking thinking. Because it's, it's just not right. But wow, we, we, we are all prone to this and, and we, we battle it at different seasons in our life. So, so what, what are the patterns of an established stronghold? One, we feel condemned. We begin to focus on the mistakes. You begin to think that your future is ruined. You have a feeling of being useless and that God couldn't use you. You feel locked out of God's will. And, and, and so we begin to think negatively. We think, nah. Yeah, an opportunity comes, oh, no, 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 don't, don't ask me. Um, no, 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 no. Um, we begin to think negatively. Uh, you know, 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9, I read it before, it says... Uh, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for you, your sakes he became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. Oh, not me. That's not for me. You know, you, know, you don't believe you're rich. You, but we are rich. Wow, we are rich in every way. You know, in comparison, just money-wise, compared with the rest of the world. Yeah? We are rich. We got clothes. Most of us had a dinner tonight. Yeah? Not only that, we'll probably have breakfast tomorrow. And we've got money coming in. You know, we in that sense we are rich, but more than that, richness in life. In Christ we are rich. Hallelujah. We under we are, we are born again. We, we have been blessed over and over and over again. And, and here we say. 
well, if we, we get to think, oh man, I haven't got this, I haven't got that, I haven't got the other. Well, we'll look at that uh, next week, but you know, we have so much. But we can think. Proverbs 13.23 says, a poor man's field may produce abundant food, but he doesn't think so. He, he, he's a poor man. His field will produce, but he doesn't make it produce. The food is there, but poor thinking cannot see it as there. 2 Corinthians 8, 8 verse 9, Paul says, um, he, he says, and here is my advice, verse 10, here is my advice about what is best for you in this matter. That's verse 10, actually, not verse 9. With a stronghold, when a stronghold is established in our lives and we have arguments and ways of thinking, we don't like advice. <laughs> we, we tend to, nah, you know, we might listen politely, but inside we're saying, that you're talking to the wrong fella. You know, that's not, no. Um, you, dis, you begin to dislike advice. You can be, someone tells you a way out, uh, and, and, and have you thought about this? And you say, no, 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 not going down there. Now leave me alone. I'm in my world. Don't touch me. Don't, don't, no, no, no. And, and we don't like advice when the stronghold is beginning to form because for years, maybe, We've got we've imagined thoughts and our arguments have built up so strong that we don't want to hear another story, even if it would be incredibly helpful to us. You begin to withdraw, stop meeting with friends, stop going to church. Proverbs eighteen one says, "An unfriendly man pursues selfish ends; he defies all sound judgment." So he doesn't want to take advice. He just says, "No, no, no, don't talk to me." Number four, there's a loss of desire to complete the task. You grow weary and lose heart. We talked about that last week. You can't be bothered. Things come into the too hard category. <clears throat> Number five, you can only see what you don't have. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 12 says, For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. God is going to bless you and yours out of what you have. He doesn't expect you to be blessed out of what you don't have. He has given us sufficient to be greatly blessed. Hallelujah. In every way. And we can sing, well, I don't have, I don't, therefore I can't. I'm this. No, no. You're going to be blessed out of what you already have. Hallelujah. You, you've, got, you've got sufficient to walk into the blessing of God now. Hallelujah. Um, and we compare our situations with others. The verse 13 says, uh, Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed. You know, you, well, you say the others, the others are being blessed and I'm hard-pressed. That's the problem. He says, but Paul says that there might be equality. Everyone else appears to be doing great. My trials are harder than theirs. My road is steeper than theirs. That's why I'm not doing so good. I've got this, I've got that, I've got the other. And basically, we come down and, we can't, and we, we, we're inward focused. Instead of looking at, we can't see Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. And we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Otherwise, we compare ourselves and man, we, they got it so easy and everybody's got it. Yeah, no, man. If they had my walk, they wouldn't be so happy. 
The truth is, you know, the Holy Spirit desires and, and gives us the weaponry to pull down such strongholds. Um, Colossians 3, 2 says, set your mind on things above. And set your mind. Set your mind. In other words, you, you know, you, you take, you, you take you, you television and you set it to a channel. Yeah? You don't want to watch this channel, so you reset it to this. Yes? And, and, and in our mind, we have to reset them. We have to turn them up. So no, I'm not on this channel of imaginations. I'm not on these arguments. I'm going to reset it to, to, to God's word. Hallelujah. And I'm going to set my mind. I'm going to deliberately set my mind on things above, not on things below. And, and, and that's a, a, a good starting point. Romans 12 and verse 2 talked about being transformed by what? The renewing of our minds. And that's where it has to be. Now, the renewing of our minds. We must let uh, our... What about we have pulled down these strongholds by the truth. We need to replace the negative stronghold with a stronghold of truth. Uh, that scripture is John 8, uh, 31 and 32. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching... Continue in my word. Hold to my teaching. In other words, King James says, if you continue in my word, yes, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth. The truth will demolish these strongholds. The truth will demolish it, you know. And uh, can you remember when we first started and we were learning all the verses and you, you know, that's, it's replacing the stronghold of, of, of negativity and arguments against the, the, the things that God says about us and building a stronghold of truth. Hallelujah. And, and that weaponry will demolish that stronghold of error and of truth and of lack of truth in our life. So, how to build a positive stronghold. If, you can, if your mind can be trapped by a negative stronghold... It can be captivated by a positive stronghold. It can be captivated by the truth. Hallelujah. And that is where we develop the spirit of a winner. We need to build strongholds of faith into our lives. Uh, that's why I'm teaching on faith in the next session. So much of our progress is hidden upon our faith of bringing heaven to earth, of being able to bring the truth to demolish the lies. In ourselves and in other people. And faith is the thing that does that. We need that strong spirit of faith. We must not let our spirit, which is infused with the Holy Spirit, we must let, sorry, we must let our spirit, which is infused with the Holy Spirit, to instruct our souls with the truth of every matter. So those of you who have gone through my teaching on living out of your spirit, we know that the Holy Spirit instructs our spirit and our spirit instructs our soul. And the soul instructs us how to live. And God doesn't, doesn't intervene um, directly all the time. Or, or really, he, he, as you become a Christian, he expects us to listen to our spirit. And he expects our soul to be submitted to our spirit. Hallelujah. And, and so we, we make right decisions in this way. Strong, we need to build strongholds of salvation. 
Strongholds of overcoming, strongholds of abundance, strongholds of healing, strongholds of sonship, strongholds about our God-given destiny, strongholds of faith, strongholds of thankfulness, strongholds of praise, patience, of servanthood. You know, all these great things that Jesus talked to us about. We, we, we need to have these built, hallelujah, strongly in our hearts and in our minds. And uh, it's great. Strongholds are built in the same way as the negative strongholds are built. Thoughts. So we, we change the direction. So we're going to build... We're going to build from the bottom up this time. We're going to build some thoughts. So it starts in our mind, yeah? It starts in our mind with thought. Knowing what the Bible says about a matter. That's why I applaud you for taking the time on a Wednesday evening to come and sit with your Bible, with your notes, and those of you who go over it during the week and just... Get God's thoughts about life. Hallelujah. Boy, you know, you guys are learning heaps just sitting there. And, and I applaud you for that. By reading and meditating on the Word, this, uh, this uh, teaching is no substitute for you personally reading the Bible. And, and, and there. Uh, learning and understanding the promises of God, what God says. Hallelujah. You know, seed thoughts and revelation, those, those moments where we receive seed thoughts from it. Oh, an inspiring thought, something to do for somebody else, or a revelation. It might be a prophetic word that comes. It might just be a thought that comes into your mind that is placed by the Holy Spirit. And wow, all of a sudden you're seeing something that you never saw before. We must capture those sorts of thoughts. Prophesies and prophecies and rema words about a particular situation. Hang on to them. Don't let them go. Think about them. Meditate on them. Yeah, what you call rema? Rema, I uh, will touch on that uh, either this week or next week. Rema is a particular word for a particular occasion. Um, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That word there is rema. Word uh, a. a, a, a um, particular word concerning a situation, um, but we'll we'll deal with that either. I don't know whether it comes up tonight or to, or tomorrow next week. So imaginations. Now we need allow the Holy Spirit to create His faith pictures on the screens of our minds. You see, if we know a promise of God, we've got to think about what that looks like. That's for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. That's a promise I hold on to. I believe God for. Hallelujah. I remind the Lord about it. You know, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You shall be saved and your household. What does that look like in your family? Well, imagine it. <laughs> Paint a picture of it. Begin to declare it. Begin to thank God for it in anticipation because it's already on the way. That's what God's will is and that's the will of God in heaven for you. It's already created in heaven. Your faith just needs to bring it down to earth as we were talking last week. You see? So the imaginations that are there. Uh, allow the Spirit to create His faith pictures on the screens of our minds. Joel 28, Afterwards I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters, they shall prophesy. What's a prophecy? 
prophecy is declaring the purpose of God before it happens. So he paints a picture of what's going to happen. Your, your, your young men shall see visions and your old men shall... What are the visions and dreams? When the Holy Spirit begins to operate in your life, you've got... He will begin to paint imaginations. He will give you a picture. He, you, and, and you use your own imagination of what the answer looks like. Because faith deals with answers. Faith doesn't deal with the problem. So imagine that. Let the Holy Spirit uh, light up your imagination. The devils have a fair run at different times. So let the Holy Spirit say, I'm going to think about what this promise looks like. Hallelujah. And begin to declare it. Begin to think about that. Great dreams and visions. Dreams and visions are the language of the Holy Spirit. He paints pictures. Hallelujah. He really does. And meditate until the picture is focused. Think about it. Take time. Sit still. Think about it. What is God's answer to this? What does it look like? What will happen? What could, ha- what could happen? If this prom- when the promise comes true, what will it look like? And begin to thank him for it. Begin to praise him in anticipation. Get ready for it. Wait in God's promise until the presence, until the problem fades and God's glorious will becomes crystal clear. So we use imaginations, yes? Hallelujah. It's a great tool of the Holy Spirit. And then, what is this? Arguments. So we're going up, we're building a positive stronghold. And we have got arguments. We think it through thoroughly. We replace negative thoughts and imaginations with faith thoughts and imaginations. In 1 Peter 1, 3.15, we are told to be able to give a reason, an argument or an account for the hope that we have or the hope that lies within us. It's talking about evangelism, but it's talking uh, the truth lies there. Do we have a reason for what we believe? Do we have a reason? Have we developed? Yes, I've got this. I've heard from heaven. I see it in the word of God. Yes, this is what God says about me. This is what God says about this situation. All things are working together for good today because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to argue that. Hallelujah. I'm going to argue no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up in judgment against me, you will condemn. For this is the inheritance of the saints. Isaiah 50-something, 4, I think. And, 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 and so I, I can argue it. Hallelujah. I can reason it. I can build a case for this of what I'm believing. And I can tell you why I'm believing like I am. Hallelujah. I've built a case for heaven. I'm going to heaven. Not tonight, I hope. <laughs> but thank you. It's nice. One person missed me. <laughs> But, you know, we, hallelujah, we, we're going to heaven. I've got, I've got a case for it. I can take you to the word of God. I believe this, hallelujah, that my, when my body croaks, hallelujah, and says, that's it, then I'm off. I, I'm already immortal. I already have eternal life. Hallelujah. Though he die, yet shall he live. You know, the me, the real me, is going to live on and Straight into the presence of God. Hallelujah. And I've imagined it. I've thought about it. I've imagined it. Hallelujah. Yes. 
I built a case for it from the word of God. I believe it. I've got a stronghold. You'll never shake me about heaven or hell. I've got a stronghold about these things. So my arguments have built this case. And so eventually, what else do I say about arguments? Bringing heaven's best to earth through prayer, praise, worship, declare, plan and strategize. Create it in the realm of the spirit, like we talked about last week, in the realm of the fourth dimension. This way of mad thoughts and imaginations build, hallelujah, a stronghold of faith. A stronghold, hallelujah, of, of, of the importance of being willing to serve. The stronghold of being patient. The stronghold of, be, of being a forgiving person. The stronghold of, of, of not striking back. All these things, hallelujah, that we know and we've built into our lives. Hallelujah. These things become strong areas in our lives. And we create that. We worship God. We begin to thank God. Job 22 and verse 28 says, You, you've got a stronghold. You shall decree a thing and it will be established unto you and light will shine upon your pathway. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast our confession without wavering, for faithful is he who has promised, who also <coughs> shall bring it to pass. Wow, that's stronghold stuff. That's up here. That you, you have built this thing into your life. You know the truth, and the truth has set you free from, from other negative thinking and, and impossibility thinking and stinking thinking and every other sort that, that, that exalts itself against the... God's way of, of, of knowing and doing. Hallelujah. And so these things become important. And then you can begin to declare it. In your prayer time, don't just be asking for things. Move out of asking and, and move into declaration as a son and a daughter of the living God. Begin to declare the truth. Begin to speak the truth. Begin to declare the truth to the situation. Hallelujah. No weapon that you form against me is going to prosper. Hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and, and take the word of God. I believe that all things today are working together for good. There's a disaster happening all around you. Things are fizzing at the bung. Everybody is up in arms. And what he, God will work it to good. Hallelujah. Because I'm called according to his purpose. Because I love him. He loves me. Hallelujah. I read this morning about how that his love, is, his unfailing love is like a shield that surrounds us. Praise God. What a, what a, that's worth imagining. That's worth taking time to think about. That's time, that, that takes time to begin to praise God for it, begin to thank God. Don't just slip past those verses that the Holy Spirit makes a lot. Stop and begin to thank Him for it. Begin to imagine what that looks like. Say, Hallelujah. He hides me in the cleft of the rock. He covers me, hallelujah, with his hand. And, 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 and we, we see these things and we believe them and we declare them. So, let's build strongholds. Strongholds of faith, strongholds of right living, strongholds of truth, strongholds of I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength and the power. Establishing these strongholds is like building your life upon the rock. When the storm comes, you will stand firm and not waver, yes? See, because you're unshakable. You've got this, strong, you've got this fortress of faith built into you. Out of this process that, that, that we've been talking about. When darkness surrounds you and you can't see where you are going, the automatic pilot of your stronghold will keep you steady 
and heading in the right direction. You know, the pilot who hits the storm, Covenant, he can't see anything. He doesn't know whether he's upside down or he's going in the wrong direction. He doesn't know whether he's going down or up. He's just in the clouds. He's in the darkness. What does he do? He gets his instruments and he just watches the instruments and he trusts them. He's like, man, I, I don't know. I hope this thing is, I hope this altimeter is telling me I'm at 10,000 feet and not three. <laughs> I, you know, I hope, yes, I think I'm up the right way. Yes. You know, and, and he just guides and he just sits by his, his, his dials and he just relies on them. And a stronghold is like that when you don't know what's happening. Hallelujah. You, 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 you trust the dials. You trust the stronghold of faith. You say, I trust the word of God. Hallelujah. And in the darkness, never forget in the, in the night what you heard in the light. See? When we hear things in the good times, we need to tuck them away, build them into our lives. Then in the night time, we remember. The Holy Spirit brings those things back to us. These strongholds will help you develop the spirit of a winner. See, if we're controlled by the negative strongholds, it's difficult to keep winning. You'll be up and down. One week you'll win, next week you'll lose. But gradually, as you go on in life, we need to just keep, you know, the path of the just leads upward, we read last week. Hallelujah. And so we, we need to learn how to build these things into our lives. Okay. Father, thank you. Help us, Lord. Help us to understand these things and to meditate on them during the week. And Lord, help us to, to hear your voice about addressing some of the things that hold us strong that are not good for us. Help us to shake them off, Lord, and replace them with the truth. For you said, Lord, if we continue in your word, we'll know the truth. And the truth will set us free. If not today, then tomorrow. If not this week, then next week. If not this month, then next month. Lord, freedom will come in Jesus' name. Amen.